Welcome to Pour Out Ministries podcast. We are so thankful you're listening today. Our prayer for every single listener is that your heart would be awakened for more of Jesus, that the love of the Father would wash over you and the power of the Holy Spirit would burn in you. We love you and we believe you'll be blessed today as you listen to the Word of God. Let's sing it like Shay said one more time. Let's sing it over our state. Let's partner in faith right now, like Kristen said, that the course of babes actually builds a stronghold. And our pray, our childlike praise actually shuts the enemy's mouth. It, it puts his plans in the place where it should be. So let's sing it again over our state. If we can get back into it just one more time. Let's partner in faith with that. Let's believe that things are shifting over the state of Louisiana tonight as a handful of people come together and just say we believe that nothing is impossible nothing is impossible nothing is impossible father we ask right now god that your love would begin to awaken hearts god your love would begin to awaken minds god we ask that the the blinders that are over the minds of unbelievers god we ask for just an awakening over their minds god that they would come to their senses father god that the mind of Christ would be revealed in the state of Louisiana, Father. Even right now, I remember a prophecy in 2015 that was spoken over this region and said that this region would return to its right mind and this region would get a new backbone, Father God. That the paralyzation that has been over this region in the area of compromise will no longer be able to go on, Father, but we will have the mind of Christ. We will operate in the mind of Christ the land will be redeemed for the glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea, Father. So we sing it over this state right now. One more time. Let's do it.
shift real quick. We are going back into worship. I know you worship junkies. We're going back. We're going to go get in. I just want to share some things that are on my heart. Um, real quick, while they're still up here, after we release that over the, the state, I want you to start looking in expectation for things to shift. It's an easy thing for the Lord. It's an easy thing for the Lord. It's hard in our mind, in our carnal mind. It's an easy thing for the Lord. Um, one of the things I, I feel like I've been hearing consistently over since, really since the, the middle of 2020, is that the body of Christ is going to receive the gift of faith. That's a gift that we leave out a lot in the gifts of the Spirit. We talk about the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, all the flashy gifts. But the gift of faith is powerful. I Start asking for the gift of faith. Start asking to operate in the gift of faith. I mean, I'll give you an example. Years ago, I was, I was preparing for a service. I was sitting down just studying like any normal service. And I literally felt something wrap around me. Like somebody put a coat on me. And I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit say, there's going to be a lame man at the meeting tonight and he needs to be healed just as simple as that and he said turn to Mark such and such I forget the, the address and I turned to Mark read the verse and it was sure enough a story about a lame man that got up and walked so we went into the service and I I was just shaking up I was like Lord you know this is this is unusual I saw a man rolling to the, the building in a wheelchair and when I got up to take my part in the service, the same thing happened. I felt this coat come on me. I was standing up there in fear, but I felt this coat wrap around me. And it was the gift of faith. And I'm telling you, it's our privilege to walk, not just in the measure of our faith that we can muster up and stand on the word. It's our privilege to walk in the faith of the Son of God. For it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me, in this life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. I can live not only on my own measure, but I can tap into His and live consistently in union with His faith. So we're asking for that, looking for that. We can move mountains with that. We can accomplish things that we can't accomplish in our own effort and strength. But the gift of faith will do things that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived. Y'all receive that? That's supposed to be exciting. <laughs> so, alright, well, we're going to shift real quick. I got some things on my heart I wanted to share. And then we're going to we're gonna make space for, for God to move tonight. Amen? So, worship team, thank y'all. That was all, I mean, that was already awesome. It's hard to get up and stop it. It really is, and that's way it's, it's that's the way it's supposed to be. Thank y'all. We can y'all can take a break. <laughs> Justin, you can hit those lights too, man. We can. Uh, or Mr. Tom, can you show them what to do? <laughs> Mr. Tom is consistently showing me what to do in my life. <laughs> I can see. This is the first time I've really been able to see everybody's faces. Mr. Tommy, you look pretty tonight. <laughs> Man.
I love the presence of Jesus. Amen. I love the presence of Jesus. Um, I'm going to try to stay on topic and fly through this so we can get back into worship. But I believe what God has given me is very important uh, for the future, not only for my future, but the future of this ministry God has given us and also this region. I'm just crazy enough to believe that we can partner with God in, in changing the culture. Um, some of you, it's truly been a long road. And tonight, I just want you to yield. You know what that word means? It means just pause. Just wait. I mean, some of you, to even be sitting in this room right now, it's, it's been a long, long, long road. With the Lord, journey, turn by turn. And I want us to just yield to the Holy Spirit tonight. Open up your heart. That's fine. The biggest thing that we can do tonight is not resist the Holy Spirit. Don't push him away. Let him go wherever he wants to go on the inside of you. Expose anything he wants to expose. Illuminate anything he wants to illuminate. Illuminate. Let's just yield completely. In fact, I'm going to pray again. High quality H2O. Um, Father, I just thank you. I thank you for your presence, Lord. I thank you for your heartbeat. I thank you that your love truly does awaken us. It's the only thing that awakens us. And Father, tonight I ask for your help. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would speak to every heart, God. God, that would you want to get across to them that you would illuminate it to them through your word and through your Holy Spirit. God, I pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to be in the room, God, that you would open the eyes of our heart, shine the light on our imagination. God, take the limits off. This is not church as usual. This is not just another time to come together. But God, this is, this is a life-altering moment. Because every time we enter your presence, God, things change. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, if you weren't here last week, you missed out. Um, we had a, an awesome time in the presence of God. I'll give a couple testimonies real quick. Uh, Caitlin gave her heart to Jesus last week. Yeah. We had... Uh, and she was all over, just weeping and uh, just radical, radical salvation. That's the way it's supposed to be at that age, uh, marked and sealed by the Holy Spirit. Uh, and then Alicia, you were baptized in the Holy Ghost, re received your prayer language. That's a big deal. You know? uh, I, I don't want to embarrass anybody, but so I'm not going to name names. But we had somebody else that recently has just kind of jumped back in with God after taking, you know, a detour. And the Lord has been consistently speaking to her through visions. And it's actually, it's not just visions of fairy tales and, and fly, like these visions are actually partnering with what God's doing in the environment. 
and it's helping navigate uh, what the Holy Spirit wants to do in a moment and what's on the Father's heart. And so God's doing stuff, and that's kind of what I want to talk about tonight. There's always a great resistance that comes against cultures, corporate gatherings, and even individuals that set their heart on more of God. There's always a great resistance that comes against cultures, corporate gatherings, individuals that set their heart on more of God, that believe in a greater degree of the manifestation of the Spirit of Jesus in their personal life, their family, or even a region. Why? The number one reason I believe is why is that one word, worship. The Father seeks those who worship in spirit and truth. There's not many things that the Bible tells us that the Father actually actually seeks after, but one of the main things that we, we get from Scripture that He seeks after is those who will be willing to worship in spirit and in truth. There's a couple other reasons that we'll get into later, but it's not the activity of God that we should be amazed by, but it's His beauty. You see, if we are amazed by just the activity of God, I gotta get better set up, bigger table or something. Uh, this, is, this is hard to work with. Um, it's not the activity of God that we should be amazed by. It's the beauty of God. If we, if we worship the manifestations, if we worship the activity, we're missing out on what he really died for, which is union oneness, togetherness, being able to behold the beauty of the Lord. I call, I call this Psalms 27, David's war cry. I want to turn there first and show you what I'm, what I'm talking about. In Psalms 27, let's start at uh, verse 3. It says, though an army may encamp against me. So right there, it, it tells you there's something in your life, in David's life right here, that he's either reflecting on or going through currently that is not a good situation. There's warfare going on. There's, there's an army that's actually coming against his life. And this is the definition of warfare that me and Kristen try to walk in. You know that song that's popular, This Is How I Fight My Battles? This, David wrote that before they wrote it. This is what he says. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. What will he be confident in? One thing. I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, Amen. to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. I'm going to pause for a minute. To behold the beauty of the Lord. What we behold is what we become. If we are more amazed by the activity of God or more amazed at spiritual warfare or more amazed at the, the latest prophetic word, we're missing out on what we're actually designed to do, which is we were predestined to what to be conformed into the image of the Son. We were predestined to actually behold the beauty of God see him for who he truly is 
and actually be transformed into that image. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock and now my head shall be lifted up above, above my enemies all around me. Therefore I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. David's plan for, for warfare, not just spiritual warfare, but actually being, we got a soldier in the building, actually being in a, a war. His plan was one thing, to dwell in the presence of God, to behold the beauty of the Lord, one thing. And I think the enemy comes in a lot of times and just tries to make a mad dash, confuse us, and we get so swirled out that we, we, we forget that all we have to do is one thing. When we get with him and we can see him rightly, everything else has to change and be destroyed. And we get lifted up above our enemies. We get back to that seated place with Christ Jesus in, in heavenly places. The only thing that can truly transform a heart is the power of the Holy Spirit. If we quench the activity slash manifestation of the Holy Spirit, we conceal God rather than reveal him. We have to then strive to bring change by our own strength or ability to explain God in a way that we can understand through our natural mind. So when we get into actual presence, when we get into actual glory, there's going to be manifestation. There's, things are going to break loose. People are going to get healed. People are going to get, get delivered. People are going to get baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence. That, that was, I don't even know, what happened with Alicia? I don't know. Were you praying with Alicia? I don't even know. It was impromptu. It was just happening in the room because we were in the presence of the Lord. You know? Yeah. Describe it to it and it fell on it. Let it out. And this, that's exactly what it, there's so much resistance against environments that will allow that to happen. I mean, it's unbelievable how much resistance will be. And it's because the Holy Spirit not only is our helper, our comforter, he leads us in all truth. Jesus teaches this from John 14 to John 17, really, about the Holy Spirit. He, it, it's better that he looks at these men that he had walked with for three, three and a half years and said, it's better that I leave. It's better I leave because I'm going to send you another. And the one that he was going to send is actually the Greek word paraclete. It it's, could actually be like your own attorney that stands beside you and leads you, guides you, speaks for you, reveals truth to you, the Holy Spirit. And, and what happens is we're okay with the comforter. We're okay with the one who reveals truth to us. But when you get, when you move over into power manifestations there's always been a resistance and it's the plan of the enemy to stop the manifestation and the power of the Holy Spirit right. yeah. 
There's always been division around it. There's always been grief around it. There's always been church splits off of it. It's, it always happens. And this is the day that not only the, the Pentecostal church down the road, the church of God, the non-denominational, this is the day where the Holy Spirit pours himself out fresh and anew on all of God's people, on all sons and daughters. This is the day where people are being awakened by love and they're saying, I want all of what he has for me. No more resistance. So we have 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, 12, verse 15. It says this, For we did not receive the spirit of this world's system, but the spirit of God, so that we might come to understand and experience all that grace has lavished upon us. And we articulate these realities with, with the words imparted to us by the Spirit, and not with words taught by human wisdom. Did y'all catch that? We articulate these realities. What realities? The realities of the Spirit. We articulate it not with, with words imparted to us by the Holy Spirit, not with words taught by human wisdom. We join together spirit-revealed truths with spirit-revealed words. Someone living in an, on an entirely human level rejects the revelations of God's spirit, for they make no sense to him. He can't understand the revelations of the spirit because they are only discovered by the illumination of the spirit. Those who live in the Spirit are able to carefully evaluate all things, and they are subject to the scrutiny of no one but God. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12 through 15. It is good. And it's important because what happens, I'm going to slow down for a minute. We may not get through all this, I don't, I don't know. But I really want the Holy Spirit to help me tonight. Because what, what we have to understand as children of God that have been filled with the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of holiness, we cannot allow logical, common sense thinking to mix in with, with the mind of Christ. It always, 100% of the time, cause, it, it causes you to compromise. When you begin to operate in the fear of man and say, man, I, you know, I feel like I'm hearing this for that individual, and you may be in the grocery store, or maybe just a friend that you want to text, but then you begin to, we all do it, you begin to, uh, you, know, you begin to talk yourself out of it. We can't do that. We have to understand that we are spirit beings. First, we're not human beings, we're spirit beings. That's the, the created order is spirit, soul, and body. This flesh is fading away day by day, but what my spirit is being made new every single day. We're spirit beings. So when we get even, Romans 8 says it this way, the, the impulses of the spirit. When we get the impulses of the spirit, the mature son and daughter quickly obeys those things. Immediately obeys those things. And that's when you see the manifestation of power begin to take place. 
but you can't let logic stop you from going there. And so in this environment, especially on, on the nights for pour out ministries, what I feel God really calling me to do is to never let compromise enter, enter this building. To never let compromise. You know, we had, we had a lot of new people last week. And we had more manifestations of the Holy Spirit than we've had since we started. We had kids that had words. We had uh, Mr. Buzz gave a word. We had things were things were happening. And as a leader, most people would say, "Wow, I wonder what the new person thought." I wonder what the new person thought. Kim couldn't hear me. <laughs> That's fear of man. And fear of man 100% of the time will shut down what's on the heart of the Father. 100% of the time. And we have... I'm not going to say that. Keep my mouth shut. <laughs> so, we cannot compromise the, the move of the Spirit. We cannot compromise atmospheres of freedom to grow in numerical numbers, to grow numerically. We cannot. Because the world is hungry for the fullness of what he has to offer. I'm hungry for the fullness of what he has to offer. I want to know what it's like to come into a corporate gathering in my home state and see the miraculous begin to take place. To see hearts begin to set ablaze. Cold hearts that walked in, all of a sudden they walk out on fire again. They walk out on fire again. I want to know what it's like because a group of people come to worship God on a, a Sunday night where things start shifting in the neighborhoods around us. And people just start stopping in saying, I'm drawn to this building. I'm drawn to it because we decided we're going to host the presence of God. Because we decided we're not, we're not going to mix man's agenda with God's kingdom. Pitfalls. Making Jesus palatable or edible for mass consumption is to stand in the way of the Holy Spirit. And his desire to consume the hearts of people. As a leader, we must not fall into this subtle trap of the enemy. We must operate from the wisdom of God and not rely on man's wisdom. For the kingdom of God is what? Not a matter of talk, but a matter of, but of the power of God. That's 1 Corinthians 4.20. God is spirit. He is without beginning and without end. If we can reduce him and form him into our own image, we lose our ability to be in union with his spirit. We can't form God into what we want him to be. We can't make God into our own image. I forget who said it, but uh, somebody had a quote. It basically goes like this. It says, you know, God formed man in his image, and then man returned the favor. God formed man in, in, in his image, but then man returned the favor. We make God who we want to be. We, we cannot allow fear of man, but we have to trust the Holy Spirit. Here's another big pitfall in environments like this. True manifestations versus fake manifestations. 
we must be careful that we don't become so frustrated with the false that we lose the supernatural harvest. This is another reason why, man, so God wants to move so mightily all the time. But it's the parable of the wheat and tares. There's wheat, there's a harvest that's growing up, but then the tares are growing up too. The weeds are growing up with it. And what did Jesus say? Don't go pull the weeds. Don't mess with them. But let it grow up together. And when they grow up together, then harvest it and you can separate. I'll put it in my terms, the true from the false. The enemy wants to plant division. He wants to plant things that are of the flesh. And also, people were human. People are emotional. People, people do things out of emotion sometimes. And we have to be okay with that. We have to allow the real to grow up. And we have to be able to deal with those things that may just be a little bit off. And that's why we, we have checks and balances. Brother Ron talked about it this morning. Checks and balances. We have things in place to help with that. I want to read an interesting verse to you all. It's in Revelation 6, verse 6. And it's something I've been pondering on. And it says this. It says, And I heard what seemed to be a voice from among the living creatures, saying, A small, a small measure of wheat for, for a day's pay, and three measures of barley for a day's pay. But don't harm the olive trees producing oil and the vines producing the wine. I'm going to read it again. I heard a voice from among the living creatures, a small measure of wheat for a day's pay and three measures of barley for a day's pay. But don't harm the olive trees producing oil and the vines producing wine. There's something about the heart of God that will always protect the oil and the wine. The oil of the Spirit, the wine of His presence. There's never going to be a restriction on those two things. Anything can happen tomorrow. Me and my wife, we walked through a season, uh, a three and a half year season of of what we considered lack. Our God is not a God of lack. We considered it lack at the time because it was just a hard season. We weren't lacking. We had enough for that day. We had enough for that that moment. That second. We had a moment. Yeah. Uh, we had enough. We may go through seasons where in the natural we may just just have enough, but there will never be a restriction on the oil and the wine. There will never, ever be a restriction on the oil and the wine. In fact, Isaiah says, come and buy. Even if you have no money, come and buy the bread, the wine. There's no restriction on it. But you know what that does? The fear of the Lord sets in on that because it throws the responsibility back on us. It's our responsibility to come and purchase 
the oil and the wine. I mean, the, the parables of the, the, the ten virgins, the five that were foolish and five that were wise, it's, it's our responsibility to keep the light burning. It's our responsibility to make sure that there's oil still in our lamp. It's our responsibility. Well, what happens is all these things begin to happen. We feel restriction in this area in life, in this area in life, and it gets our eyes off of the main thing, the oil and the wine. The last pitfall I want to talk about tonight is weariness from division. There seems to be division all the time when you see God really begin to move. There seems to be the enemy tries to get in and turn someone's opinion against someone else's opinion. He tries to say this doctrine is really right or this doctrine is really right. You can't do that, but you can't do that. I mean, it, it gets ugly, and we get so weary from it. A lot of times as a church, we say, you know, let's just, again, form God into something that's edible and palatable for the masses, for mass consumption. Let's, let's just get it down, and if we can get everyone to agree on this God, then we can, man, we can gather everyone, we can do whatever we want to do, but let's not, let's keep it in that box. And you can't do that. In fact, in John 6, when he does the, the miracle where he multiplies the bread and the fish and he feeds the 5,000, it's this amazing miracle. What happens? They come back the next day and they want him to do it again. And he looks at the people and he says, you seek me because you want me to do a miracle again. You don't seek me because you believe me. You want a sign. You want me to, and he even goes further, he says, you want me to feed your natural hunger. But that's not why I'm here. And then he goes into the spill, unless you eat my blood, uh, eat my blood, sorry, and drink my blood and eat my flesh, you'll have no part with me. And what does it say? All the people left. All of them. And then he turns to the ones that he walked closely with, the twelve. And he said, what? He said, are y'all going to leave too? And what did they reply? They said, where will we go? For you have the words of life. I want that to be our heart. I want our heart to say we don't care about the doctrines, we don't care about who's wrong, who's right, but we want all of you, Jesus. We want all of you, Jesus. Like we said at the beginning, I keep feeling this in my heart so strong. For It may just be for one person in the room tonight, but somebody's had a long, long journey to even be in this room. And Father, I ask that right now, Holy Spirit, that you would begin to light a fire again. God, that you would even invite them in again and say, you remember how you used to seek me, and I used to meet you. You remember how you used to sing out to me, and I used to come and rest upon your life. You remember when I called your name in the middle of the night, and you didn't hesitate to wake up? You remember when you 
You would turn the pages of the Bible and you would eat my bread and you would dig in it for hours because you just wanted everything that you could when it came to me. And I feel the Lord so strong tonight for whoever that is saying he's coming to wake you up again. He's coming to wake you up with his love. He's coming to wake you up with a manifestation of overwhelming love. It's going to meet you this very moment, and it's going to follow you back home, and it's going to get stronger and stronger as the week goes on. You're not going to be able to run from this love. You're not going to be able to shake it. It's going to chase you down, and the only thing you need to do is stop in your tracks and let it hit you. For surely the surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your, all the days of your life. And if goodness and mercy is following you, you just need to stop. And receive it tonight. Got a little bit more. Y'all hang with me. And Father one more thing. I pray a, a grace for lingering. In your presence tonight. Because I know there's a lot. On your heart Father. 1 Corinthians. Chapter 1 verse 10. A couple more verses I want to get through. And, and then we'll shift. It says this. I urge you my brothers and sisters. For the sake of the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to agree to live in unity with one another and put to rest any division that attempts to tear you apart. Be restored as one united body living in perfect harmony. And check this part out. Form a consistent choreography among yourselves. Having a common perspective with shared values. The choreography of the Holy Spirit is to bring glory to the Father and the Son and to make known of what belongs to Him and make it known to us. Union and oneness is His goal. Holy Spirit choreography. We have to move in unison with the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit starts moving, and if y'all just get an expectation for tonight, even right now. This night's not over. I know I'm up here just talking, but I'm believing for a manifestation of the Holy, Holy Spirit's power tonight. I need it. My kids need it. And if you need it, He's longing to meet you where you are. When the Holy Spirit starts moving, we have to stay in unison with the Holy Spirit. It's choreography. We got to move when he moves. We got to sway when he sways. You know, in the, in the last three years, you know, I've been in services where people have had outer body experiences, where they got taken up into heavenly realms. I've been in services where tumors disappeared. I've been in services where blind eyes were open. I've been in services where deaf ears were open. I've been in services where people got caught in trances and couldn't move. Uh, all in the last three years. And in the environment that I was in, and I could go on and on about the things were, that happened in that environment, but in that environment, you would have never hardly knew what was going on. You, even when the tumor disappeared, it wasn't until the girl began to rejoice and then the church got edified because somebody gave a testimony. Uh, my wife had a, an experience with the Lord where the Lord raptured her and took her into a heavenly place. I had no idea. I had no, and she was sitting right there. 
I thought some. I, I saw a lady stuck in a trance for hours as the Lord ministered to her and showed her things. Had no idea. And you know why I had no idea? Number one, because we were taught, keep your eyes on him. Keep your eyes on him. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Number two, we had all learned how to dance together. We had all learned the choreography of the Holy Spirit, how to yield our hearts, and how this service was not about an individual. It was not about showing up to be used by God. I, I was, me and Jonathan talked Thursday night, and we were talking about this. I prepare hours and hours and hours. I spend time with the Lord. I pray. People come to mind. I spirit I, as I spiritually labor for these things. For any any invitation that I ever get, I don't care if it's one person that I'm going to meet with. I labor before the Lord. I want to hear His voice and I want to know His heartbeat. But you know what? When I walk through that back door, and that's what we talked about, I'm here to worship. I'm here to worship. I'm here to bow down. I'm here to get before the one who is worthy of all praise and all glory and honor. And if we can have that anchored in our heart on these nights, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit can be released in this place like we've never seen before. You know why? Because he can trust us. <clears throat> A couple more things. John, you can get on the keys if you want. I'm on, oh, help me. Get, get talking. Um, in the church at Antioch, this is Acts 13. In the church at Antioch, there were a number of prophets and teachers of the word of God, including including Barnabas, Simeon from Niger, Lucius the Libyan, Manian, the childhood companion of King Herod, and Saul, which would later become Paul. While they were worshiping as priests before the Lord in prayer and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, I have called Barnabas and Saul to do an important work for me. Now release them to go and fulfill it. So after they had fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them and sent them off. Acts 13 was the church of Antioch. Did you catch it? It was filled with prophets. It was filled with teachers. Basically, it was like a hub of leaders. It's a hub of leaderships, uh, of leadership. But what did they do? They ministered unto the Lord. They fasted and prayed before Him. Even though they were all prophets and teachers, they ministered unto the Lord. And what happened? It says, then the Holy Spirit spoke. That's what I want tonight. I want the Holy Spirit to speak. And he can speak up here, or he can speak in your heart. But I want to create an environment where we can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. We must allow the Holy Spirit to form us, to form us for his heart's desire. A true move of the Holy Spirit comes when our hearts burn with singular passion for Him. Why is this important? A true move comes when we burn with singular passion for Him. When we burn for singular passion for Him. 
Why? Because he can trust us. God is not wasteful. He will always restrict the flow until the integrity of the container is able to handle more. God will not waste anything. He will not waste anything. We have to be ready to be containers that he can pour new wine in. He will not waste one single drop. He is not wasteful. Examples fly through him. John 6, he feeds the 5,000. What does he do? They pick up 12 basketfuls of leftovers. Matthew 25, the parable of the talents. He gives 110, 1511. One. Why does he separate? Why does he separate? Was he not fair? Was he not just? No, it says that he gave 110, 15, and 11 talent according to their ability to manage. He knows what we can manage. He knows the amount of glory. He knows the amount of the flow, the flow of the Holy Spirit that we can manage. And if we don't like what we're operating in or walking in, if we don't like it, guess who can change it? You. You can change it by beginning to yield more, by beginning to say, I'm going to surrender that. It's been too long. I know you've been talking to me. You begin to change the integrity of the, of the vessel that he wants to flow through. Matthew 9, Mark 2, and Luke 5. He doesn't pour new wine into old wineskins. And lastly, Acts 2. He would not send the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit, until what? They were all in one accord. He will not waste a drop. He will not waste a drop. Why? What are gifts for? What are the gifts of the Holy Spirit for? I believe they're actually for one thing. And I didn't think about it like this until this week. I think the gifts, say I had a word of knowledge for Terry. I give it to her. It creates tremendous breakthrough in her life. She should not turn and worship the one who gave the word. She should turn and worship him. Gifts are to move us deeper into glorifying God. What does he say? He will see your good works and then glorify your Father in heaven. That's what gifts are for. Never restrain. Two more things. Never restrain or put out the fire of the Holy Spirit. This is 1 Thessalonians 5.19. And don't be one who scorns prophecies. Be faithful to examine them by putting them to the test. And, and afterward, hold on to them. That's 1 Thessalonians 5.19. Don't restrain or put out the fire of the Holy Spirit. And don't be one who scorns prophecies. I'm laughing because I'm thinking of all the different prophecies that I've received in my life including that I was going to be a doctor. Uh, receive, yeah. Man, I missed out. It's not too late, right? Uh, we can't treat them with scorn, though. We can't shut down words of knowledge, words of wisdom, prophecy. We, we can't shut them down because someone missed one or you got a word that hasn't been fulfilled yet. I'm asking you tonight to open your heart back up to the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Don't restrain Him. Let's let Him move. 
Song of Songs, chapter 8, verse 5 through 7. I promise this is the last verse. Who is this one? She arises out of her desert, clinging to her beloved. When I awakened you under the apple tree, as you were feasting upon me, I awakened your innermost being with the travail of birth as you long for more. Can you hit those lights, man? Just keep the middle one up. Yep. When I awakened you under the apple tree, as you were feasting upon me, I awakened your innermost being with the travail of birth as you longed for more of, more of me. I just declare in the room right now, there's a travail of birth that's going to be deposited in your innermost being tonight for a longing for more of him. A longing for more of him. Just close your eyes with me for a minute. Father, I just ask that you would release a longing for more of you, God. That you would release a grace, Father God, to draw near tonight. And Holy Spirit, that you would begin to rest on hearts right now, Father. God, I ask that you would undam the dams that have been even just stopping back the, the river from flowing in our belly again, God. I ask that you would undam the tears that need to flow. God, I ask that you would release the gift of tears again in the room. God, that people would be able to not just cry because of a circumstance, but they would begin to feel the goodness of the Lord, that the numbness would begin to wear off, Father. The numbness would begin to wear off. I speak to the spiritual senses on the inside of our body, God. Our taste, our hearing, our sight, God our feeling, our touch, Father. I speak to those things and I say, awaken in the name of Jesus. Awaken in the name of Jesus. Numbness, go in Jesus' name. We declare that we are coming into the Holy of Holies. We declare that we can come in boldly before your throne. We can come in boldly before your throne, Father. Speak travail of birth right now in the room. That you would drop the seeds of intimacy in the wounds of people tonight, Father. Fasten me upon your heart as a seal of fire forevermore. This living, consuming flame will seal you as my prisoner of love. My passion is stronger in the chains of death and the grave all consuming as the very flashes of fire from the burning heart of God. Place this fierce, unrelenting fire over your entire being. Rivers of pain and persecution will never extinguish this flame. Endless floods will be unable to quench this raging fire that burns within you, and everything will be consumed. It will stop at nothing as you yield everything to this furious fire until it won't even seem to you like a sacrifice anymore. We must have atmospheres of freedom, and we must have space for our flame. And this is what that, this is a place that we're going to give space for people's flames. This is a place where we're going to invite the Holy Spirit to have free reign and free access to our hearts. 
as me and Kristen have been praying this week for this night, I just really felt like we're going to set some house rules from this day forward. And this is, they're very simple. We want all of it. We want all of God. But just because the Holy Spirit has free reign doesn't mean we have free, free reign. We have to stay yielded to the Holy Spirit. We have to stay submitted to Him. And the house rules are, are very simple. It's if you have a prophetic word, a word of knowledge. And when I say prophetic, the New Testament prophecy is encouragement, exhortation, and comfort. Words of knowledge and words of wisdom are more specific. And we, we'll do a teaching on those one day. But if you have a word for someone in the room, and we've, we've talked about this. If you have a personal relationship with that person, you know them really well, we release you to give that word. If you do not know the individual, just come and grab me, come and grab Kristen, find us, and we can go with you as you give, as you give that word. Or it may not be the right timing. It may be the wrong timing. we got to stay in that, in that sway with the Holy Spirit. And I know this is a different night, but we're going somewhere. I promise you, we're going somewhere. This is what we were all born for. The other thing is, no one, and I know this will probably never happen again, but we'll say it anyway. No one run and grab the mic. The mic is not free game. If you have something to say from the stage, just come and, just come and ask me. I promise you I will stay yielded to the Holy Spirit concerning that. We all hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. I will stay very yielded to that. Um, but we have to protect the presence of God. The number one thing that we want is for people to leave edified. We want people to leave edified. We charged up, built up. Real quick, the three gifts that edify, well, not just three, but the three that we're going to talk about right now that edify the body of Christ. Prophecy, words of knowledge, words of wisdom. Those edify the body of Christ. Then you have power gifts, the gift of faith, the working of miracles and healing. And then you have tongues, interpretation of tongues. Those are the gifts of the Holy Spirit discerning of spirits there'll be times where we have to discern spirits and when we do we have authority over them we have all the authority over the works of the enemy and tonight can y'all just do this so I know that y'all are with me y'all are with me can we just stand real quick we're going to go back into a time of worship and I ask that you don't yield to anything that I said tonight. But I ask that you would truly yield to the one who rescued your life. That you would yield to his presence. That you would yield to his spirit. This is another thing. Jonathan, Shay, David, they should never have to come in here and perform. They shouldn't have to perform for us to get somewhere. 
we can leave tonight and know it's always been an, an indictment against our own self about where we got in the dimension of glory that we were designed for. It's all determined on that hunger and that longing for more of Him. So Father, tonight as we begin to worship again, I really ask, Lord, that I know people have things to do. I know people got babysitters, and that's fine. Lord, we, if anyone has to leave, God, we bless and we ask that you would be with them. But Lord, I ask for a grace to linger, Father. And I ask for an ear to hear your voice tonight, God. And as we minister to you, Father, I ask that you would speak. ask that you would heal. ask that you would deliver, God. And I ask that you would encourage, charge people up, Father. Charge them up with the fullness of who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. Make sure to stay connected through following us on Facebook or visiting our website at pouroutministries.com. If you would like to sow into what God is doing through Pour Out Ministries, there will be a link in the description below. We hope you have a wonderful day and we'll see you next time on the podcast.